Welcome to the Experiencing God's Character series. To best experience God, we are to do as Jesus describes in John 15, which may best define the process of fulfilling the first command of God, to love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength. My early development did not incorporate forgiveness and mercy. I developed a personality with paybacks and grudges. I had to step into a new way of thinking and acting to learn and experience forgiveness and mercy. And as I did, I began to witness grace. Forgiveness and mercy gradually revealed to me that they work together in powerful ways. This fact continues to be proven the more I experience God's character. Both the Bible and my trials have confirmed God's character needs love for it to be spiritually good. Look closely at 1 Corinthians 13 describing love. Verses 1 through 3 warns us that whatever we do, it must carry with it God's love. Love is described in verses 4 through 7. Review this scripture and discuss it with others. Do I practice truth without sincere love and peace? Do I diligently grow in the character described in verses 4 through 7? In what ways am I growing with God's mercy, forgiveness, and love? 1 John 4, 8 Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. The character component of love may be like the ingredient of sugar in a cake. Without the ingredient of sugar, it doesn't taste good. It's not received and accepted. The whole cake may be thrown out. The same thing may happen when we speak godly truth without love. Our whole message may be discarded. Love is absolutely essential, according to the Bible's instructions. And I admit, I have a lot of room for improvement. When I first accepted the truth about needing God's love, I was very nervous because love was not in me and I did not understand it. Yet the directions were clear The instructions were not difficult to comprehend, just hard to accept into my being as something I needed to do. Growing up, there were moments of mercy demonstrated to me that I enjoyed. On two separate occasions when I was hitchhiking to high school, my teachers actually gave me a ride. It's nice to experience an act of kindness where someone goes out of their way to help. They did let me know they were risking their job, and I have found that is exactly the kind of mercy God desires the kind that has an element of risk to worldly gains and worldly security. Mercy involves giving without reward, but there is a reward we cannot see if we do it with love. John 15:13, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. God's grace is a gift, a gift that is not by stewardship or duty. It is a gift from the love of God and the Spirit within us. The Spirit of God is trying to guide us into gift-giving responsiveness with full attention to love. Matthew 5.46 For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? This might be a good time to pause and reflect a moment upon how we cooperate with this instruction. Here are a couple of prompting questions to consider. In what ways are we giving to others as God would want? How are we keeping productive with growing in God's love? And what results are we witnessing as we love others with God's character? There is a spiritually right thing to do, which could be why it is called God's righteousness. 
Our understanding can grow as we step into God's corrective nature, God's good will. God is to be experienced for improved understanding, and that means we must be living according to God's ways to gain that understanding. Psalm 143.10 Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Our inward attitude and faith has everything to do with reward of grace we can receive. Colossians 2.18 Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, doing things out of spite, competition, with passive aggression or anger, may get things done, but not in the way the Bible describes to get things done with God. We need an attitude of a humble servant growing with love. God's love doesn't fit with pride or vanity. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The following is an example of a prayer. Dear God, please help me take steps into this humbling process of diligent servitude with love. Help me become more receptive to the joy you offer through giving and caring to others. Please help me with compassion, patience, and mercy. Amen. As I began my inward journey of transformation, I was taught to serve God. I was to help others but to help others in a way that serves God. Therefore, it was not to help others into spiritual harm. I believe some discernment is warranted when helping others, so I often investigate situations when I feel inclined to help. This has been a learning development process through trial and error. Sometimes learning how to discern comes through making mistakes and learning from them. Whenever I am looking at how something can benefit me, I'm thinking about me which is self-serving, and that's a problem. I'm serving myself instead of God. When I'm serving God, I'm focusing on how I can help others for their sake and the kingdom of God. It's a good feeling to help the kingdom of God and being part of that experience. Many times I've gone to groups evaluating how being there is beneficial to me. I was taught to shift my mind toward thinking how I can help the meeting become beneficial for others. If I go to a group with an attitude of selfish ambition, I am in sin. To reduce sin is to grow in serving God. It's the only way. Hosea 6.1 Come, let us return to the Lord. And then Hosea 6.6 For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. We are to acknowledge God with our thoughts, desires, and attitudes. We are to serve God with our whole being. We are to imperfectly seek to grow in God's ways with diligence. Jesus describes in Matthew 9.13, But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The going and seeing what that means is a call to action, not reading and listening, but doing. The great power of God through mercy can be sensed by those who have inwardly situated themselves to experience it. Resentment, fear, defensiveness, and inward denial 
can block receptivity of God's goodness. The same with pride and vanity. Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. In Matthew 18, 33. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Perhaps as God gives to us, we are to give to others. I receive forgiveness and mercy from God. But if I accept that gift and then ignore God's wishes and desires for me to go out and help others, that would not be a good thing. I have tried enjoying life pleasures without giving to others, and it was a miserable, empty, and lonely experience. At first it was fun, filling myself with self-flattery and buying myself things to enjoy, but it didn't take long for the enjoyment to run out. It's difficult to really have a life full with love and belonging if I'm only taking and thinking about myself. When I accepted the biblical truth about loving and helping others, which I did not like and gradually put it into practice, a whole new world opened up and I experienced sensations that informed me I was on the right track because inwardly I just felt right. Sensing what is spiritually right and wrong is important. Clearing up past hurts was needed to help me regain such spiritual senses. Experiencing mercy, love, and peace were needed to help me sense God's good. In the beginning, it wasn't joy that I felt. It was righteousness. God's righteousness came to me through my slow development of humble loving service that often involved pushing thoughts of selfish pride aside. Developing this understanding of doing what feels godly right has been helpful. Great joy did come, but it required diligent work with purifying my heart and cleansing my conscience. Luke 6:36. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. Having no idea how to be merciful, I had much learning to do. One way to step into the spiritual responsibility and grace of God is to set my mind upon being a servant of that grace. The question which must reside continuously within my mind is how I can kindly patiently, gently, and lovingly serve others. I must decrease thoughts regarding what's in it for me. As I serve God, it must be God's image I am to build. This could very well be a huge part of what building the kingdom of God is about. So thinking about, am I using God's tools and resources to build God's kingdom? It was strongly suggested to me to get a home group and a service commitment. That meant I was to dedicate myself to a group of people who were focused on learning how to transform. The group didn't run itself and I was to contribute. Since I have served in many forms and ways, here are some of the positions I have served over the years. Coffee maker, greeter, secretary, sponsor or mentor, treasurer, intergroup representative, general service representative, district committee member, youth group leader, young adult leader. I've washed ashtrays, picked up cigarette butts, and driven strangers to groups. I went on week-long retreats bunking with middle schoolers. People have very rarely recognized me for my work, but God continuously teaches me grace through my willingness to serve as long as I am receptive to sense that grace. Sometimes I forget God and get lost in thinking about myself and the world. Grace, intrinsic reward, is exactly why I do what I do. If grace isn't there, 
I can see first it has something to do with my own attitude. Searching myself for resentment, fear, and selfish ambition can quickly point to my error. Am I humble, loving, and at peace? Is blaming or fault-finding within my thinking? I have found the amount of grace I receive has much to do with my humble, loving service. The more I give to others in such a manner, the more grace I can encounter. And sometimes, without notice, I'm blessed by jaw-dropping, spine-chilling, and mind-blowing grace. Sometimes in serving people, it can be easy to forget the goal is not about pleasing people. We are to serve God who wants us to care for other people with godly good. If I believe I am to serve other people, then I may seek to do what other people want me to do. And sometimes, people want me to do things that go against God's character. Pleasing people with ungodly character is not good. God is good. If it's not done with God, it's not spiritually good. When someone is lying, cheating, exploiting, or doing something that is spiritually destructive, we can respond with God's grace. God's grace is something that is from God and cooperates with God's character. We can choose to leave an impact on how we respond to others, and many times this can be done non-verbally. If we are the light, we reveal what is good and what is evil with love. God's mercy is helping others with God's truth. If someone is going to a place to learn about God, but they are full of deception, what would Jesus do? What would the disciples of Jesus do? There is a lot to learn about this which will require deep thought, many discussions, bold truth, and thorough investigation. Being merciful sometimes is standing up against others like Jesus did. Jesus stood against the deception and empty teaching of the Pharisees. Read all of Matthew 23. This was out of mercy to the many people who followed teachings of Pharisees. They did not teach with a godly attitude. Standing against people who are misleading with gentleness, patience, and love is a very difficult thing to do. We must get ourselves right first. Our demonstration of godly good will always be the path toward God's mercy, love, and peace. Let's close with reflection upon this instructive teaching from Jesus. Matthew 6.33 But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Mm-hmm.